This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom. Righteously American. Welcome. Hey there. You're probably thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, what has the day wrought? What has actually happened um, in America where we're watching the literal blocking of a president's agenda and the tool that's being used is impeachment? So we're going to talk about that today. I'm also going to show you something so cute. And, you know, you know me. Uh, I'm one of those people who can say, about a gun or gun accessory that it's cute. Um, and so I'm just going to give you one tiny little hint. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing kind of a preview to a review that we're going to do here on the show. And it's also going to be posted over at my blog. And I'm so excited about you guys. Like, I rarely get to partner up with an organization that I've actually maybe seen their products or used their products or tried their products out before. And then they reached out to me. That's, that's how I know this is super special because they reached out to me. So I'm going to, I'm just teasing you with that right now because we're going to talk about that in the second segment and you're going to get to see firsthand what it is. And then if you're listening to the podcast and you're not one of the viewers on YouTube or, or any place like that, you're still going to get to see too because it's going to be posted over at StacyOnTheRight.com, which is fantastic because what you'll end up with is a view of it and then you'll get to hear me talking about it here. And so just all kinds of fun. Um, so let's talk about what's on the show today. Well, obviously, we're talking about impeachment as a tool, means or mechanism of stopping an agenda, namely the agenda of President Trump. And the thing that I want you to hear first off the show, this is what I want you to marinate on, is another metric of the president's success that has to be stopped in order for the Democrats to complete, really, it's a coup that's happening. We've talked about that before, but it it bears repeating. The Democrats are in the process of actually executing a coup on the presidency of the United States. They didn't win, but that means nothing to them because they own the media and they have deep state operatives embedded within the government who are willing to do anything to make sure that they can for example, keep Roe v. Wade working. That has to be the law of the land. Taxpayers have to fund abortion and all of us have to support it whether we want to or not. It's a form of slavery, by the way. Um, also, they have to, they're absolutely dead set on stopping the train of judges that are currently rolling through the court systems, the federal court systems across the nation. And lastly, as if that I have, what I've named off isn't enough, the Democrats under penalty of death, and the death is their agenda, they have to stop the president from replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so how can they do that? Well, I'm already into it. I might as well just say it. How do you stop that? By saying that since he's under an impeachment inquiry, he can't appoint a Supreme Court justice because that justice would be invalid because he's an invalid president because they're in the process of removing him. See how that works? They're so simple yet so transparent. So The factoid that I want to share has to do with real median household income, which I mentioned on the show last week. Now, just a sip of coffee there to make sure my my throat feels a little bit weirded out today, probably because of the weather change. Okay. All right. Listen, I said that real median household income was uh, 54,000 and that had gone up to 56,000, I think I said. You have to go back and listen to the podcast um, well, I was wrong. So if we had pre-produced audio for this Stacy on the right show correction, uh, that would be one of those times that we would have to press that button because here it is. We actually have a real median household income in 2019 dollars of $65,084. 65084 
That's for the 12 months ending in July. It's the highest level ever and a gain of 4,144 or 6.8% since Mr. Trump took office. By comparison, during seven and a half years under President Obama, starting from the end of the recession in June of 2009 through January of 2017, the median household income rose by only about $1,000. Now, again, let's talk in real talk about this. We'll start at just middle of the road. Your bills are paid. You're working but you're earning at the median level for a household of four. And now your bills are paid and you're working. In other words, you live within your means, but you have an additional $4,144 a year in your pocket. Now, no one's taken away from you the credit that you worked hard, you earned your boss's respect, you got a raise. But the fact that your boss had extra money to give you a raise is probably due in no small part to that tax cut. Yes, that business tax cut that they said only went to the wealthy fat cats. Turns out it goes to that median income family of four to the tune of $4,144. That means that half of Americans make less than that and half of Americans make more. So that means the Americans on the more side got even more. They made more than $4,144 because their 6.8% increase was on whatever their number was. Are you with me? So how do you stop a train like that? How do you run against a train like that? How do you, as a Democrat, approach the American people and say, I know you have $4,144 in your pocket now that you didn't have when President Obama was in office and he was a Democrat and the current guy's a Republican. He's talking about tax cuts. We're talking about tax increases. He's talking about more privatization on the healthcare side. So more competition will mean you pay less, but still get high quality health insurance. We're talking about basically taking the VA model, which killed 384,000 veterans who were waiting to get an appointment and spreading that across the entire country and making it so that everyone's health care totally sucks. And we still want you to vote for us. Now, while they're talking, Americans are like I was just doing a second ago, sipping coffee. They've tuned out. They're, they're clicking away. You know how it is when you see something on a website or you're done reading and you move your mouse, you just take your mouse and you move it up over to the right-hand side or wherever that window is so you can either close the window or you can go up to the little bar and type in another address. You know how when you make that movement, they have algorithms embedded in their websites that can, you do that, that's an away movement. That's basically you're about to exit. So they try to catch you with an email catch or a newsletter invitation or a coupon or a discount that they'll offer you to stay for a few more minutes or they'll point you to another area of their website that has a sale. Wait, did you see yada, yada, yada. And so the Democrats are in wait, did you see mode. But that flew out the window because a bunch of their candidates, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, um, Cory Booker, and then all the rest of them kind of popped up and said, me too. When they were on the Democratic stage, they said they want to open the southern border. So Americans collectively have clicked away. So how do you get them back? Well, you say the president has done something awful. He hasn't. He releases a transcript. So you say uh, he didn't do anything awful. Actually, he did something worse than awful. And here's what he did. And then you have Adam Schiff get up in front of the cameras and make something up. So every single time Americans have moved their cursor or their mouse or their whatever you use to navigate your laptop, computer, desktop, phone, use your thumb, you're about to swipe away. They come back with something more. And this impeachment, it's the last ditch. I mean, the only thing they have left to do besides this is hire an actual hitman to get on a grassy knoll and try to take the president out. That's where they are right now. They're that frantic. You can't beat a winner. And I don't mean that winners don't lose or that underdogs don't come ahead. I mean, if you're toe-to-toe in the ring with a winner, meaning someone who has won, the, the, basically, it's a matter of them hitting you one more time and knocking you out. You're on the ropes. Your face is bloodied. You've been hit everywhere but loose. Your sides have been hit. Your abdomen has been punched in. Your face is bloodied. Your nose is half broken. You're just barely standing up on a whim and a prayer. And all they have yet to do is either breathe on you hard or hit you and you're done. And so that's where the Democrats are. They're literally leaning on the ropes, barely standing up, barely holding themselves up under their own power. And so they're tapping out and bringing in a goon who is definitely fresh, not going to play by the rules in the ring, and is only there to kill the opponent, not to best them, but to kill them. Because if this were fair, y'all, you know what I'm about to say. If this were fair, they would simply run 
the very best candidate that they had with the very best ideas and policy proposals that they had. And that person would step into the ring with President Trump. And that person, if they had what it took, they would take on the winner and they would best him in an underdog situation. They would come up from behind and they would fight hand to hand. They would box Their gloves would be on. They would follow the rules. Both sides would. And they would beat Donald Trump on the elements. They're bigger. They're faster. They can dip and dodge. They got a little special footwork they're working with. But more than anything, they have the internal grit to go up against a winner and beat him. Now, I'm no boxer. I've seen a lot of boxing movies. I know the tenets of boxing. And this can apply to anything. Make it drag car racing, horse racing, uh, you know, track and field, football teams, baseball, whatever your sports analogy, even if you take it into the business world between companies that are competing, no matter who you're looking at, when two individuals are on a level playing field and they come in with their own attributes, positives and negatives, their own pros and cons, and they begin the contest, if any one of those two competitors steps out of the ring or takes a break and tags someone else in and unlevels the playing field it's no longer a contest and that's where we are right now but the the problem is it's never really been a fair contest because the moment that Donald Trump won the nomination the Democrats placed their plan B into motion and they've never stopped running it they've changed the plays they've reordered the sequence of how things are going to go down they've changed out who the players are who's the mouthpiece now Notice the, the squad, they've been pretty quiet, haven't they? What, what do you think Nancy Pelosi had to trade away to get them to shut their big mouths? Well, you're looking at it. Nancy Pelosi traded away impeachment. They said he's going to appoint someone to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she said, there's nothing we can do about that. But I need y'all to be quiet because you're jeopardizing our chances of beating him. And they said, we can't beat him. We need to impeach him. And she said, no, that will only anger the American people. And they said, what's more important than angry American people or winning the presidency is making sure that he can't appoint another Supreme Court justice, making sure that he can't pass the USMCA, making sure that he can't get the rest of his agenda done, because if he does, he will hobble us for decades. He's packing the courts with constitutionally conservative judges. We've got to put a stop to this. We need to derail his agenda completely. And so if you want us to be quiet and stop defaming the Democrats and making you guys look like a bunch of buffoons, the exchange rate for that is impeachment. And Nancy Pelosi bowed down to the God of the Democrats activism. And she did so quickly because she knows that the squad was they were going to hobble the Democrats for decades going forward. They were giving the kind of audio sound bites to the Republicans that would make it hard to elect Democrats in parts of the country where they need to win in order to be viable. They were hobbling the party and Rush Limbaugh and big, huge names, Mark Levin, people who speak to 30, 40 million people a week were capitalizing on these audio clips of these idiots, the squad, and they were making it impossible for the Democrats to make the Republicans look like the crazy ones. And so I, I'm, I'm just telling you, when's the last time you heard Ilhan Omar or AOC or any one of the four, Rashida Tlaib, have you noticed how quiet they are? This is why. So the president is in the unique position of having done all of the things that he could do right that he could do. And I'm not talking about his Twitter feed. So if you're one of those people, and I've spoken to you guys before, and I understand that there is a principled objection to the way the president conducts himself on Twitter occasionally, because it's not all the time. If you read his tweets, you see most of them are about policy. But there are people out there who can't stand the way he believes, the the way he the way he behaves, the, the things that he believes are OK to tweet out. I actually I stopped caring two years ago, but I, I will say that I understand your objection. What I don't understand is how you can compare a few tweets that you don't like to the utter ripping down of our country, the opening of our southern border, the obliteration of that $4,144 for that family of four, four people you may know who work, you know, they're working class people. They're working, trying to set a little bit of money aside, trying to make the American dream their reality. The president's helping them to do that. 
and the Democrats want to put a stop to that and you are concerned about tweets, I genuinely implore you to stop thinking about the tweets and look at what they're doing to this man. They're literally trying to unseat him like we're in some third world jackbooted, you know, banana republic. You're okay with that? Be back in a minute. Hey, Kevin, thinking about saving for retirement? Yeah, but how do I start? It's easy with Avo, a retirement coach. Let's learn the Avo bet. A's for taking action. Not anxiety? No, Kevin, you're going to be fine. You sick? Barely. V is for variety. Huh, change up my strategy. Okay. O's for optimize your savings. Let Avo lead the way. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. Because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life, but knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right. Hey, welcome back. Um, also, I, I kind of got started and just launched off into some cool stuff. Um, first of all, I, I have a wonderful additional announcement that we're going to make. And I just had this just it was such a beautiful conference call just before the show. I had two actually, one with um, some new friends that we're going to be partnering with. And I'm so excited about that. And then two, I had a, a conference call with um, with producer Noah and we discussed the details of all of that exciting news. So I'll be sharing some of that. As I get a little closer, but I like, I like, I like sharing that, that good, good things are coming. Cause I know there've been a couple of days like last week. I guess I might as well go ahead and admit I felt kind of teary eyed over the reality that I'm continuing to experience, which is, you know, the, the severing of ties with the old place. And it was, it was just, you know, it, it's a part of the process of moving on. Um, and you guys are going through that with me. And I have to say, you're just so awesome. Um, Oh, oh, and also I have to make a point of order. Um, my last name is actually Washington. So I'm Stacy Washington. Obviously, you know me as Stacy on the right, and that is what is everywhere, but my last name's Washington. Um, so if you're ever like wondering what my actual last name is, it's not on the right. It's 
it's Washington. <laughs> it's my last name. Um, and my, that's my real name because I never did a pseudonym. And so now it's too late because it's already out there. Um, so we're also going to be digging into a little bit of audio here in just a minute. We are also going to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Um, she had a, a really nasty bit. She, I have some audio from her, too. Um, she was talking about abortion bans being um, immoral. And I know you're thinking to yourself, how could that be? We'll, we'll discuss that as well. So first off, let me get into the fun. Um, I got this in the mail over the weekend, and it is from Alien Gear. Alien Gear makes holsters. They're premium comfort, superior concealment, made proudly in the USA. Their website's aliengearholsters.com. And here's what I received. Now, this is for our um, 1911 it's 45 caliber, so that's why this is so big. It's a sticky holster, so I'm going to be trying it out this week. Um, actually, I'm not sure if it's going to be me or my husband. One, of, one or both of us will try this out this week, and then I'll do a review. And I'm going to do a dual review, one here on the air where you'll get to hear my experience with this holster. And I'll compare it to a couple of other different kinds of holsters that we have. And then I will have pictures, and those will go up at StacyOnTheRight.com for the review that will be located there. And um, I just want to first off say thanks to uh, AlienGearHolsters.com, Alien Gear, um, for just for giving us an opportunity to try out their product and to review it for them. Um, they don't just send them out to everybody, and so for them to include us in that is super um, exciting. It's super exciting for me. And so I'm excited about that to say exciting like 50 times in a row. There it is. I did it. Um, so that was what I said we would talk about. I just wanted to be able to show on the, the live stream camera how cool this looks. It's super cool. And I'll be letting you know more about it as, as it goes on. So that's another thing. Um, just in case you're wondering if I'm exaggerating about the Democrats wanting to stop the agenda and them not having anything to run on, um, the running on is, is the gun control as well. They're not just trying to stop the economic agenda and enslave us with our health care um, and, and remove the, the you know onslaught of the return to a constitutionally limited judiciary. Because remember, a judiciary that's activist might be in your favor when you are in the same vein as the emotion du jour. But let's say you decide, okay, I'm with the Democrats until they start redefining what a woman is. My daughter is a world-class Olympic potential swimmer. And now she's not going to be because a guy is going to take her category. I don't agree. All of a sudden, you don't like activist judges anymore, do you? Because the activist judges think that man should have every right to compete with your daughter. See how that works? That's why you don't want activist judges. You want them to adhere to the Constitution. So let me give you a little bit of uh, facts sent to me by Porky Prickly Pants who I think is awesome. Um, his Twitter Abby is a black and white of Trump pointing and yelling into just yelling in your face. And that's awesome. Um, he says, here's what happens after governments have disarmed their citizens. In 1911, Turkey disarmed its citizens. And between 1915 and 1917, they murdered 1.5 billion Armenians. In 1929, Russia disarmed its citizens. And between 1929 and 1953, they murdered 20 million Russians. In 1935, China disarmed. And between 48 and 52, they murdered 20 million Chinese. 1938, Germany disarmed its citizens, and between 1939 and 1945, they murdered 16 million people, um, the most of whom were Jewish. A huge chunk of those people were Jewish. Uh, 1956, Cambodia disarmed its citizens, and between 1975 and 1977, they murdered 1 million educated people. 1964, Guatemala disarmed its citizens, and between 1964 and 1981, they murdered 100,000 Mayan Indians. 1970, Uganda disarmed its citizens. And between 1971 and 1979, they murdered 300,000 Christians. Over and over again, it's been shown that taking guns away from citizens does not lead to a decrease in crime, but rather a dramatic increase. But the crime is committed not just by criminals, but by government officials who know that they can finally get rid of those people. And if you think you're not... Those people let the government disarm those of us who we're first, we're first in line. We're the first ones to go down swinging, not because we've been disarmed because I'm not giving my guns up, but because they've decided that we're no longer convenient. 
And if they can get rid of us, if they can get rid of the people who know how to fix the HVAC unit and run electricity, that's what your husband can do. And the women who are not afraid of blood and guts and all that stuff and can stitch you up and, you know, take care of you if you've been hurt or have food stored away and can actually feed you or have the skills to run a garden and store food away and can it. (laughs) You know, if they can get rid of those people then you know they're coming for your soft-handed little self. So don't, 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 don't get it twisted. If you agree with gun control, you believe that one day you're going to be the wolf's dinner. You're not just going to be the wolf's dinner. You are the wolf's dinner because we are the appetizers. And when they're finally done, and it'll be hard getting rid of us because we actually know how to take care of ourselves. We're actually hardy and we're willing to go down fighting. We're not afraid of the fight. It doesn't mean we don't have fear. It means we are determined not to go down. People who are determined are much harder to kill, maim, and get rid of. That's why we're still fighting to make sure that Democrats can't take our guns, that they can't create a registry, because that's what they want. When they say they don't want any private sales, they want a gun registry, because the only way you can track every single gun is to know who has every single gun through a registry. And that's why the NRA doesn't support it. That's why the Second Amendment Foundation doesn't support it. That's why the Gun Owners of America doesn't support it. That's why the Concealed Carry Association of America doesn't support it. That's why Stacey doesn't support it, because a gun registry is the first step to confiscation. And if you think the Democrats won't do it, you're not listening. So let's pivot back. Let's go back to this discussion. Uh, So there were so many good audio clips, but we have a one-hour program here. And um, I actually think this is working for us. So I know there are some people who want to go back to the two hours, but I just don't see it happening. Um, But I'll never say never because you never know what will happen. So um, Stephen Miller talks about the voters being able to choose between a couple of different options. And he was so good here with Chris Wallace, who, by the way, I've interviewed Chris Wallace before on the morning show, the local morning show here. And I got to say, he is just one of the nicest men. But of late, he has had this weird anti-Trump bent. I just don't know. I just don't know what it's about. But anyway, um, take a listen to Stephen Miller, who is always epic. He's always a fantastic Trump defender. And he knows what he's talking about on all of the issues. Here he is. The president's job and sworn duty to safeguard taxpayer dollars and the United States government's foreign policy. Getting to the bottom of a corruption scandal in Ukraine is in the American national interest. And if you want to understand why that complainant is so obviously politically biased, when he says that the president is threatening national security by trying to expose corruption, when he says, or she, that the president is hurting national security by trying to get to the bottom of a gigantic scandal that nobody has unearthed, the president is the whistleblower here. The president of the United States is the whistleblower. And this individual is a saboteur trying to undermine a democratically elected government. Saboteur? Is he a spy? Is he committing treason? I do not know. Well, the president said that, you know. The president correctly pointed out that the behavior of this individual is close to a spy. I don't know who the individual is. All I know is at some point, Chris, we have to focus on the real scandal, which is three years of deep state sabotage. So three years of deep state sabotage and there's just no way around it in, in, in not any longer. So I know for one thing that, that I kind of considered just, it has been on my mind has been that there are Americans out there who, when you say deep state sabotaging things, what they think is, Oh no, you're one of those like weird people on Twitter. You're like you, if I go to your Twitter feed, I'm going to see a whole bunch of stuff from, you know, like there, there's, there's this kind of reputation that's developed around if you say deep state or if you say sabotage, you say they're attacking the president, but there's just no way to get away from the fact that this is happening. And I know that there are good and kind people who aren't huge, um, consumers of news and information, uh, or, you know, and they, they, if you're a little further out from all of this, it does seem as if people on the right just don't understand the resistance and the opposition to President Trump. And because they don't understand it, they're calling it all of these weird names and terms, and it just doesn't make any sense. But you need only pay attention just a little bit to see 
that they have successfully stopped the president on his agenda, especially talking about the southern border. They now admit that it's a crisis, a humanitarian crisis and a problem. But yet another activist judge over the weekend issued an injunction nationwide, some some little federal judge. So someone who does not have a a, a, a judicial bench that covers the entire country is enjoining the executive on behalf of the entire country. They, they can only enjoin in the area where they're located, but they're saying they can enjoin all over. The Supreme Court needs to rule on this. So the president, at, through the, the White House press secretary office, sent out a, a you know uh, press release about it. But I just have to say, I, I don't see how you can avoid the knowledge that this is going on. And we as people who are, you know, we're kind of at the tip of the spear with news and information consumption and we're constantly, you know, feeding on this stuff. And I, I consider it that before I used to say, oh, I'm, I'm a news junkie. But now I know, you know, after some just I feel like the Lord has changed my heart on it so much that it's not that I'm a news junkie. It's that I need to know what to pray for. So I want to be informed so I know what to ask God for. And that is the attitude that I take towards it. Because it does get exhausting sometimes. I get a little tired, which is why I, you know, I, I really enjoy the weekends when I unplug and I don't do any news and information. It's also why I enjoy my political friends so much because I know they're in the fight with me. I know that they're consuming that same level of information and we're, you know, it's kind of like in the brotherhood or, you know, sisterhood or it's really, it's the brotherhood of man where we know, we know, we know what's happening and we're, we're appalled by it, but we're also willing to pray vote act we're willing to do something about it and yes if you're watching the live stream i'm wearing my trump shirt again my new trump shirt that i got from that event yeah so let's now go to this next bit of audio because i could go on and on but this is lindsey graham and he's talking about the whistleblower rule so in case you missed it um there there up until a month ago, you could not say I'm a whistleblower. And then when they say, what are you blowing the whistle on? You say, well, I heard two people talking about something that they saw. Well, the Democrats realized that because they needed someone with firsthand knowledge and the inner circle of President Trump has been sealed up tight from the leaks and fakers and outsiders. Because remember, he had a problem with that his first, I'd say, 12 months or so. So he fired a bunch of folks. A bunch of people got shuffled around. And now he has a team of people he can trust. So they don't have anybody who's sitting in on conversations where the president is talking to world leaders or has access to, you know, maybe the skiff or wherever they are, where they're discussing these highly sensitive uh, things that have to do with the president's daily work. And so they needed someone who could say they heard something secondhand. So they changed the rules. And Lindsey Graham is talking about this on one of the Sunday shows. And the lady is usually pretty, um, pretty even killed, but she was very, very partisan. I was shocked to see her behaving in this way because I thought of her as someone who was kind of neutral. Take a listen. I just told you I have zero problems with this phone call. There is no quid pro quo here, but I do have a problem with Nancy Pelosi. If you believe that Donald Trump did something to hurt this country, you owe it to vote, not talk about impeaching the president. The only way to open up an impeachment inquiry is to vote. We need a uh, John Hancock moment from House Democrats. Quit hiding behind Nancy Pelosi. If you think the president did something wrong in this phone call, then vote to open up an article of impeachment inquiry. And a lot of House Democrats won't because they're afraid. Well, putting that political calculus aside, I want to ask you about the content, though, of this conversation. Can I tell you about this conversation? Do you think it was ethical for the president to bring up Joe Biden? Yes, absolutely. I think somebody ought to look at whether or not Joe Biden had the prosecutor fired uh, in an improper way. I love Joe Biden. I don't want to look at it. I want an inspector general, somebody like Mueller. Did Biden know that his son was receiving $50,000 a month from a gas company being investigated? 83000 the prosecutor. Isn't that just his payment for Wait being on the board? The, Do you the board, believe the, it was the guys on the board that? being investigated for corruption and the guy doing the investigation is asked to be fired by Biden. I don't know what happened. It smells to high heaven. So I didn't include in that audio request to Noah for for you guys to hear the exchange where she was basically making the case for the Democrats because it was so annoying to listen to. And, and obviously, if you don't recognize her voice, if you don't watch the Sunday shows, that's Margaret Brennan. She is the host of CBS's Face the Nation. 
And I have seen her on many occasions interview Republicans and endeavor to be fair and really work hard. I've, I've seen her put in the work to make an interview that is even keeled and the information is requested from the, the guest, but it's not, it's not like she's basically wearing a, a you know, a, a Hillary t-shirt, but she lost it on Sunday. Like I lost respect for her because she just wasn't able to hold in her contempt for Donald Trump. All right. When we get back, I have more for you. Stay there. Basketball court all wet because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke, corny, grown worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba. Please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Okay, man. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right. Mm, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Subscribe over at listen.stacyontheright.com and share the show. Let people know that you're listening to us and that you want them to listen as well. Um, and thank you so much for doing that. And thanks for the support that uh, has been so fantastic. And we're so grateful for it. And my, when I say we, my whole family, totally supportive of the Stacy on the Right Show Nation. You guys are awesome. Um, so we were talking just now, before we went to the break, about um, this This just, it's a witch hunt. It's, it's more than a witch hunt. Um, these people are trying to send a message to the American people that if you vote incorrectly, we'll undo your vote. You don't get a choice anymore. It's Democrats all day, every day, if you choose wrong, will simply undo the result of your vote. If that's not frightening to you, you know, and I don't mean frightening like, 
woe is me. I mean, frightening, like spurred on to action. You have to be cognizant of what is happening in order to create a plan to stop it. So appropriately, um, GOP lawmakers have introduced a measure to censure Schiff for what he did by creating that false conversation that the president never had. Schiff read a statement that was blatantly false, had no corresponding evidence, nor relationship to the actual transcript of President Trump's conversation. And NBC News and other outlets reported that this video by Representative Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, who introduced the resolution, he put this up on Twitter. What the chairman did is he read something that was made up totally false and later had to excuse it by saying it was a parody. Schiff, who is the House Intelligence Committee chairman, he should lose that committee ship, that committee chairmanship, opened the Thursday hearing with the presence of the acting director of national intelligence, James McGuire, and then dove into what he later called a parody of what the president said and requested during the call. Now, a transcript was released, so there was no excuse for Schiff to do this. There's also possible evidence that the whistleblower complaint was created off of the transcript, which means they actually had a transcript of the call, the Democrats did, before the whistleblower complaint was released. Now, if that's not coordination, I don't know what is. Just to to prove to you that this is what they're doing. Now, a lot of people are calling for Schiff to resign um, and calling his parody a stunt. Schiff has apologized. He says, or not apologized, he's emphasized that he was illustrating a point. And he says... It would be funny if it wasn't such a graphic betrayal of the president's oath of office, but you can't make something up about somebody and then call it a graphic betrayal. But that's where the Democrats are. I mean, go back to segment one, what I said about what they're trying to do here. The handwriting is on the wall. They are they feel they're in the fight to the uh, of their lives to the death because they can't see another conservative justice put in place of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And they don't want the president to continue on with this winning agenda. It proves that Democrats don't know you know, a paper bag from a plastic bag, the way they're proposing things that would undo the economic prosperity that is driving so many Americans to materially change the direction of their entire family. And I can't stress it enough. For some families, $4,144 in extra income is a huge game changer. It means they're going to send a kid to private school or maybe they're going to take them out of public school And they're going to homeschool. Maybe they're going to take that money and set it aside for college where they were just paycheck to paycheck before. Now they can save for college for their kids. Maybe that extra $4,100 is the difference between that family of four living in some gang infested pit in, in a neighborhood that they don't want to live in, but they can't afford any better. And now they have the disposable income to say, you know what? We're going to move to an apartment in the suburbs and get our kids in a better school district. I mean, that, that's the reality of the situation. We're going to move into a tract of homes or neighborhood or whatever that feeds into a charter school. And I can't stress it enough as a mom, as someone who we, we made these kinds of decisions. We weren't, we weren't in a position where we couldn't choose where to live. But in making the decision where to live, it was a number of factors. It had to be close enough to my husband's work for the commute to make sense. But it also had to be in a good school district. Because I didn't feel called to homeschool. So we knew we were looking for a good public school. And then after years in that district, we decided we want the kids to have a Christian education. And so we didn't move to be closer to that school. But we moved to get out of the district where we were in because we didn't want our taxpayer dollars going there. As much as we like the people there, as much as the people who work there are there a lot of amazing people, we wanted to move and get a different place. And so we had considerations for that. So every family makes these decisions, whether you're looking to move for a rental opportunity or whether you're moving for, you know, a home purchase. It, it, all families should have the right to have their maximum earning potential realized so that they can make choices for their family that are great. And the difference, I'm telling you, it's such an amazing difference. I believe our kids still would have graduated and gone on to college had they graduated from that public school where we were because it was a number one, number two rated district in the entire state. But I'm thinking of their Christian walk and the amount of theology they learned in high school, middle and high school, the Greek and the Latin that they were able to consume. I think it made a difference. Now, 
Only God can tell. I won't know the full effects of those differences probably until the other side, y'all. You know, that's when I'll get to ask Jesus all all the questions my little heart desires and he'll answer them all. And I'll get to know, did it make a difference? Was it really that big of a deal? I thought it was, but was it? I won't know. I mean, I've talked to the kids about it. You know, kids are less future minded as parents. So they answer, but they don't. I won't know the impact. But is it really some Democrat in Washington, D.C.'s choice? Is it their decision? Should it be that we have Americans, just millions of nincompoops who can't have two, two thoughts can't exist at the same time in their brain? And they want to vote for Democrats so badly, not because Democrats have good ideas, but because the Democrats aren't racist. And President Trump is. That's what they think. So in order to make their feelings go to the right spot, they want to vote for people who want to take away those opportunities for millions of Americans. Millions of Americans are sitting down at their laptop or their desktop computer, and they're pulling up their financial app where they manage their money. And they're seeing this extra income and they're making decisions. And if you think about it, just just think about it for a second. Let's say you could make a lateral move to a job from a high tax state like California. You could move to Tennessee where there is no uh, income tax. So in California, maybe you're paying $20,000 a year of your income in income tax. You can move to Tennessee You'll take what is effectively a pay cut, but after you factor in the cost of living, it's basically a lateral move. But then you also won't have the income tax burden. That difference means bigger house, better neighborhood, because in California, you just don't get as much house for the money. Better neighborhood, maybe even a Christian school that you can afford to send your kids to. If not a Christian school, at least a school where they can say Merry Christmas. Uh, Shorter commute. The weather's not as good, but it is, you know, technically the South. It's in Tennessee. And for all of that, you can kind of say, well, we wouldn't even have the opportunity. We couldn't even consider this, except there's just this amazing amount of opportunity right now because the business atmosphere in this country has been spurred on by the business tax cut. So, you know, every one of these Democrats wants to stop that. They don't care how they do it. They have every means at their disposal. If they're elected and they're given power, they want to increase taxes, put more taxes on businesses, add more regulations, empower the environmentalists, implement the climate change agenda, take all of the guns, spread abortion out so there's more of it and not less. And they want to control your kids' minds. They want to control your kids' bodies. If your kid is gender confused and you say, no way am I pumping my kid full of hormones. They want to be able to take your kid from you and pump them full of hormones because, you know, four-year-olds and eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds definitely have better decision-making uh, faculties than grown-ups. They probably have better decision-making capabilities than Democrats, but they don't than regular people. Regular adults do know what's best for their kids more than kids themselves do. Did, did you hear the list that I just ran off? And they're not, they're not joking around about it. If they can't make you do it by working your emotions and your feelings, if you're not emotionally driven, they'll make a court do it to you. They'll, they'll get a judge to order you to do it. They'll take your kids from you to do it. They'll get someone to make you do what they want you to do. That's the difference in what we're, the opportunity we're being given. And Democrats know they, have, they don't have an agenda to run on. They know their ideas stink to high heaven. They know their debates have been clown show one through four and they're seriously not changing their mind on any of that crazy stuff they just want to make americans so fatigued so exhausted so tired of it that they finally just say you know what just impeach donald trump if you will leave me alone just impeach him you know how parents get when the kids have been writing them all day long they these are poorly behaved kids by the way because this never happened to me i never had a kid in this household ride me into the ground and make me just so exhausted that i just basically said just do whatever you want never had it happen but i've seen parents at that point where they've been with their kid all day in fact it happened yesterday we were at a restaurant eating it was me my husband and our youngest because it's just the three of us y'all okay um and we're sitting there and we'd seen the dad and the little boy. We were at a sports bar. And you know, the Cubs played the Cardinals yesterday. And so the sports bar was packed and we were in a booth and I had gotten this amazing salad. 
I, so it had shrimp on it and it was like little pieces of mango and then spinach leaves and some kind of dressing that was, it did, the dressing didn't have any oil in it. It was amazing. Anyway, so I'm eating that salad and thinking about how good God is, how good my life is, how good it is that I chose a salad instead of some French fries or something else. Anyway, um, and the little boy who he almost looked like he was an adult trapped in a little boy's body. He couldn't have been more than five. And the dad called his name and he walked, the little boy walked by. He was like, come on, let's go. And he called his name and the little boy kind of walk. He has little hands in his pocket and he was walking. I was like, look at that little old man stuck in that the kid's body. And we smiled. Well, then about 20 minutes later, our food has, has arrived and almost finished eating. And, and we're sitting there and we're, you know, waiting for her to come back over and, and drop off a check. And I hear the mom and she's like, that's it. I've had enough. I've had enough. She calls his name two or three times. She's like, I've said stop it. And I'm in stop it now. So I'm looking around and my husband's like, did you hear that? He got in trouble. And we, by now we all feel like we're on a first name basis with him because we heard the dad call his name. Now we've heard the mom yelling at him from way across the restaurant. And I glance over and they're way over on the opposite side of the restaurant in the corner. And the mom just takes her napkin and balls it up and throws it on the floor. She's just, she's just had it. And I thought to myself, why are they eating out if their son is tearing things up like that? Like they should have been picked him up, put him in the back seat, you know, and went on home. You just, you don't, you're not out when your kid is tearing stuff up like that. And that's what the Democrats are trying to do to the American people. They're trying to tear stuff up to such a degree that we just get so exhausted and so flummoxed and just so we're just like, you know what, if anything, just to get these crazy lunatic Democrats to shut up and stop all this drama, just stuff it, stop it. Well, I I want you to know that the Democrats aren't as good as any kid who has been raised poorly and, it, you know, because they're not going to stop. If they tire the American populace out to the point that we're willing to accept impeachment, then they have to impeach the next guy. Because remember, the guy that's the vice president, Vice President Pence, he's even more conservative than President Trump. And if they can't browbeat him into accepting abortion, then they'll try to impeach him, too. They want to destroy the Republican Party, but more than anything, they want to punish Donald Trump for daring to show America just how garbage can their ideas are. Now, oh, geez, look at the time. You know, we're not going to have time to get to the audio from Nancy Pelosi. In fact, yeah, we'll get to it tomorrow. She says abortion bans ignore basic morality. We'll do that. We'll get to that tomorrow. Also, because I'm, I'm apologizing here, I also have... Uh, the female athletes finally fighting back after the transgender athletes. We're going to have that tomorrow. So I'll get to that as well. We'll basically, we'll hit those things first thing in on the show tomorrow when we get to you. Um, and let me see if there is any other like housekeeping type stuff. I just wanted to point out that um, you are awesome. <laughs> yeah, I said it. You're awesome. You guys are amazing and wonderful and fantastic, and you're the very best people. You're the very, very best people. There aren't any other people better than you. You're the best. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a great night. Back to you tomorrow. StacyOnTheRight.com. <laughs>